Welcome to After the Glory on Podclips. The elite athlete knows that his or her time in the spotlight and on a national stage will be no more than a small fraction of a lifetime. What has he done to prepare for the rest of his life? Is she ready to meet the challenges that lie ahead once her playing days are over? Two UCLA graduates from different generations and with an insider's knowledge introduce you to some of the greatest athletes of this or any generation as they talk about life after the glory. Lucy Singh is the founder of Resiliency, offering life and resilience coaching to athletes as they leave behind the field of play. Gary Stern is a Southern California consumer attorney and mediator and a veteran of multiple baseball fantasy camps where he was coached by some of the game's elite players who know what real life is all about once their playing days were over. And now, here's Lucy and Gary. We're here on After the Glory with Gary Stern and Lucy Sang, also with a great friend of mine, Tina Martin. Tina is a CrossFit Level 2 head coach, 200-hour registered yoga instructor, and the owner of Resilient Coaching and Retreats. She has been a lifelong athlete and coach and has helped many people realize their full potential through fitness and coaching by being their accountability partner. Tina, I absolutely appreciate you being here because we are almost like two peas in a pod. Can you tell us more about how you got to where you are today? A little bit of your life story. Sure. Uh, So I started playing soccer at the age of six. And if you were to ask my parents, they would have thought I wouldn't get past, you know, age eight probably of playing sports. Um, Have always been pretty (laughs) tall, grew pretty quickly, was very clumsy. Um, and you know, more or less was doing it for fun, if you will, and really enjoyed fitness, even though I maybe wasn't the best at it to start and gradually started to try more and more sports. And then when I was in high school, um, I was a four sport athlete doing soccer, track, volleyball, and basketball. Um, and my sophomore season of volleyball at the end of season, we made our way to state and my coach said, you're actually pretty good. You might do pretty well. You know, you've kind of evolved. And I think if you take this a little bit more seriously, uh, not that I wasn't in terms of, you know, do year round volleyball, this could be a scholarship opportunity for you. So I definitely was interested in that. Um, Got onto a local volleyball team um, that traveled. And then the next year went on to one that traveled across the country and ended up getting a scholarship to South Dakota State University. And during that time, had a really good four years. I'm still the all-time kills leader there. Yes. And that was <laughs> 15 years ago already. Um, and then after that, played professional volleyball in Finland and Spain indoor. Um, and during that time, you know, I'm lucky to not have any injuries. I had been in the weight room, you know, since high school even, which for most girls back in the day, um, wasn't a big thing to really do the weightlifting. So I liken that to what has helped me to be injury free. And while I was playing in my final season in Spain, I thought to myself, yeah, my body feels good, but I don't think I can do this forever. Um, so that's when I decided to get into the fitness coaching to now help other people with their fitness. Tina, I want to ask you, and again, perhaps this is the male perspective in a generic way. Um, I am absolutely fascinated by uh, the the level of competition and the interest in sports um, at at the highest level through your teenage years. 
We've had a couple of women athletes, uh, and one of the things we've been interested in is is how some people want to keep them back, want to tell them that maybe they ought to do something else other than uh, sports. Did you have that kind of challenge to people say to you, why are you spending so much time with sports instead of other things to prepare you for life? Luckily, not so much. I would say maybe my teachers a little bit where, you know, they didn't want me to travel and, and do volleyball. Um, but I was a good student and definitely got my um, projects done. Uh, but on the fitness side, I luckily had encouraging people. Uh, my parents weren't super hard on me. They more or less asked, are you still enjoying it? And if I said yes, then okay, let's keep it going. Um, but overall, I didn't really have people bringing me down on that side of it. Let me ask you about the the, the, the pro side of volleyball. I'll bet you the average American. Uh, talk a little about being a pro athlete outside of this country and how uh, women athletes are treated uh, perhaps as compared to men in terms of the world of professional athletics? So when I was called by an agent initially, I had no clue that there was even something like this. I thought, is this a scam? Who is this guy? He, he wants to be my agent. And so once I got overseas, there definitely is more of, um, at least in the countries I was in, male sports are more dominant. Um, in Spain, we actually had some issues with getting paid on time sometimes. Um, but overall, they did treat us pretty well, especially being the foreigners. We were the ones that were expected to help this team win. Uh, we were the ones that they were paying more money. So um, in that sense, it was you know an equal playing field, but I definitely did notice, especially in Spain, that they gave more to the men's side of sports than the women's side of sports. It's a fascinating thing to, to think about uh, professional athletics uh, overseas. While you were overseas, uh, did you miss it, and did and and were you were you thinking about coming back to the U.S. for uh, your life after the professional sports, even while you were playing overseas? I think part of it is the teams that I were on were a little bit slower type type of volleyball. So for those in the volleyball world, um, the type of play that we had on my team in the U.S. was fast. I would get fast sets. I would be hitting the ball before the you know blockers would even get there whereas overseas it was kind of a high ball I could have had coffee and donuts waiting for the ball so it was a little <laughs> bit boring for me um, but I think just more or less the language barrier made it tough because unlike a study abroad program where you know you know you're going you have months to prepare you can brush up on your language skills uh, when I was in Finland for example I didn't know anything and so when they would talk to me it was tough with the language so I think that barrier made me miss home the most. After this break, we'll be asking Tina more about what she referenced earlier, how she's been blessed with not having any major injuries throughout her athletic career and how that's led her to her new career as a head coach for a CrossFit gym, as well as a resilient coaching owner after this break. Since 1980, Woodland Hills lawyer Gary Stern has been known as a lawyer's lawyer passionate about his clients and equally passionate about bringing honor, dignity, and respect to the legal profession. Gary Stern represents folks seriously injured because of healthcare negligence, defective and dangerous products and property, neglect in long-term care facilities, and careless operation of cars and trucks. He has successfully resolved hundreds of cases for his clients, providing them with the financial help they needed during trying times. Gary Stern is a member of the prestigious National Trial Lawyers Top 100, 
active with consumer attorneys of Los Angeles and California and is admitted to the bar of the Supreme Court of the United States. And most important, I am proud to call him dad. You can reach Gary Stern at 818-710-2717 or visit his website at www.sternlaw.org. Thinking about a newer used car? Think Infinity of Thousand Oaks. We've been serving Thousand Oaks in Southern California for years. We have new, used, and certified pre-owned Infinity vehicles available now with many special offers. There's something for everyone. Infinity of Thousand Oaks is your home for the best deals on Infinity cars. With the COVID pandemic, we offer contactless sales. Call our sales office at 805-262-7442 or visit infinityofthousandoaks.com. Pick out a vehicle and we'll deliver it to your home or office with all the paperwork done with the power of the internet. Our award-winning sales and service team is waiting to give you the best service in buying a vehicle you've ever had. Call us today at 805-262-7442 and make an appointment for your new 2020 Infinity or visit our website at infinityofthousandoaks.com. And we're here on After the Glory with Gary Stern, Lucy Sang, and our special guest, Tina Martin. Tina, you mentioned that your athletic career has been successful mainly due to the fact that you have not had to experience too many major injuries. Tell us more about that. What are you thinking, especially given, you know, how injuries really damage someone's career, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally? You know, to date myself, I was a freshman in high school in 2000. And back in that time, you know, weight training for women wasn't huge. Um, But my strength coach was awesome. And I just recognized how you know, by adding a barbell here and there, by doing some banded work, how much it's going to help me to stay injury free and how much as females, we do get a lot of ACL, MCL injuries um, and how important it was to do so. Just a side note, I've torn my ACL playing basketball. So you are right on point. <laughs> and I've torn my ACL playing oh. baseball. <laughs> um, so just having that background and starting Obviously, you know, by the time I hit puberty, it wasn't like I was doing this in eighth grade, but um, gradually getting into it and having a really good coach, I liken that to what helped me through the years. And then in college, I looked at the time in the weight room and the off season, just as important as in season Uh, and just moving well, listening to my body overall as well uh, is what really helped to keep myself injury free, making sure I was taking care of icing my shoulder after every practice, not just a game. Um, and just taking that just as seriously as the game. Because I think when we're, you know, in high school, we just have this idea that I'm invincible, like I can do whatever and oh, it hurts a little bit. Who cares? Like just fight through it. And I was definitely not that way. I was very cautious and careful um, as I, I went through the training. So this this thing, weight training, and and now you've also mentioned CrossFit head coach. What is that? Tell us, tell us more about what weight training and CrossFit actually entails. Uh, so with CrossFit, I definitely was turned off by it initially. Uh, <laughs> I got certified in 2011. And after having, you know, a very big background of weight training, uh, recognizing that a CrossFit cert is just a weekend, half of its lecture, half of its is actually doing some work with a light PVC pipe. And then the other part is the task. I thought, for anybody that has no background with any sort of weight training that is here for the weekend, they don't know what they're doing. How are they going to coach other people? So 
Um, I was kind of against it initially. And, you know, for most people that have never experienced CrossFit, but have heard about it, that's kind of their thought process too, is people get hurt. Um, and it is because the trainers themselves aren't trained. So once I met the owner of our gym where he's more about form first, it's not about pushing yourself and hurting yourself, then I was more on board. And so um, there is, you know, some barbell work. We can work with heavy weights. It could be dumbbells, kettlebells, um, but we're smart about it. And so that's what kind of sets our gym apart. But, you know, weight training can come in a lot of different ways. Just body weights as well can be just as hard of a workout. What, what is the name of the gym and how do people find out about it? Badger CrossFit. It's in Wauwatosa. So if you just Google Badger CrossFit, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Let me ask you this, Tina, going on to the uh, the other aspects of your work since uh, leaving uh, competitive athletics. We've had a lot of guests who um, who begin to think about their post-athletic career by wanting to stay in the sport in some way if they can. Was that your thought process as you wrapped up your professional volleyball career? Is there something I can do bringing what it is I feel I innately know about the elite athlete that can be the, the basis for a career after my sport? Gary, great question. I think definitely looking at, you know, local groups that you could work with. And so I would do some sand volleyball, you know, that seemed to be easier to get two and two people together rather than six and six. Um, and using that almost as my fun, my outlet. I, I was in the volleyball coaching world as well. I coached at Washington State after my pro career. And being engulfed in it just as a coach, but not actually being able to play was tough. And I recognized this is not for me. I need volleyball as my outlet. So I don't want to coach volleyball. So, you know, now that I'm in the fitness realm outside of volleyball, it's, it is helpful to have that as a way to still be a little bit involved, still get a little bit of that competitive knack, but not necessarily be dedicating my life to it. What do you do for people uh, with regard to, uh, much as Lucy talked about her work, how do you approach your work in working with athletes in a broad sense? With the retreats and the coaching, um, I look at the mindset is just as important as working of the body. And, you know, most people that don't have an athletic background, but want to do fitness, they don't think about the other stuff. And so, um, trying to take a well-rounded approach to where we're going to, you know, dig a little deeper. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to get in shape? Uh, most people say, I want to look good naked, or um, I have a wedding coming up, or uh, I want to do it just because I heard it feels good and it's, you know, going to be good for my health, but none of those really dig to the core. So continue to ask, okay, well, why? Why do you want to look good naked? Well, then they might say, I was bullied when I was younger, or I was fat and people made fun of me. So it's like, we can get a little deeper to why do you actually want to do this? Lucy? I'd love to expand on what made you decide to achieve a life coaching certification since you're certified in so many ways, right? CrossFit, yoga instructor, you have a full career in athletics. What what does an additional credential mean to you as a life coach? It came up uh, with especially my one-on-one clients where we would be doing fitness, you know, and then they would kind of sidetrack and then start telling me everything about their life. Like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but word vomit. And I would just think to myself, what do I do with this information? You know, (laughs) a lot of times I was just more or less a listening ear, somebody that's a neutral party, but then it started to come up more and more and more. And I started to wrestle with, should I do the therapy route? Should I do counseling? Um, And knowing that I saw it as just a short piece of my offerings, it didn't make sense to go that route. So that's where life coaching became 
um, a good option to help people on both sides of things. After this break, we'll ask Tina just how hard or maybe easy it was to transition into being an active athlete into life after the glory. And we'll be back. Life Coaching for Athletes is here to help. Coach Lucy is a certified life coach focused on working with athlete-minded people in finding and pursuing success in life outside of sports. She serves as an accountability partner and offers different perspectives when her clients are facing big challenges and decisions. Follow Resiliency on Instagram at Resiliency, that's R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-S-E-E underscore coaching for more information. As a co-host of Veterans of the Glory, Coach Lucy is excited to share her expertise in working with athletes and looks forward to connecting with all you listeners to learn more of your stories as well. Have you ever wanted to experience the thrill of playing spring training baseball with some of the game's legends? At LED ABC, we believe you should be able to live your dream of being a pro baseball player, and now you can. The LED ABC Adult Baseball Camp is an independently owned and operated fantasy camp for men and women over the age of 30. As an independent camp, you can be a fan of any team from any city and you'll feel right at home with us. Our next camp is scheduled for November 7th through the 13th, 2021, and will be held at the historic Dodger Town Complex in Vero Beach, Florida, now known as the Jackie Robinson Training Complex. You'll play ball all week long on the best practice fields in the nation. You'll enjoy use of state-of-the-art facilities, and you'll be pampered and cared for just like a major leaguer. We invite you to visit our website and sign up for our November 2021 camp. Just go to www.ladabc.com. That's ladabc.com. Hello, this is Dean, third-generation owner of Sarah Leonard Fine Jewelers. We are located near UCLA in the heart of Westwood Village, where we have been since 1946. For 74 years, my family has stood for the highest standards of knowledge and integrity and are proud members of the prestigious American Gem Society. But it is our personal touch that truly makes us a cut above. Client relationships last for decades and generations. With six UCLA alumni, the family has supported UCLA for decades, including the famous Sarah Leonard Jewelers Watch Giveaway. For diamonds and colored gems, designer collections and estate jewelry, watches, custom design, and gorgeous gifts starting under $100, it's all here at Sarah Leonard Fine Jewelers. Mention the code GLORY and get 20% off your first purchase, plus a 10% UCLA discount on all future purchases. Call 310-208-3131 today for your appointment or visit us at sarahleonardjewelers.com. Free parking available. Again, call 310-208-3131, use the code GLORY and experience the Sarah Leonard difference for yourself. And we're back on After the Glory with Gary Stern, Lucy Sang, and our special guest, Tina Martin. As we close out this episode, we'd love to learn more from Tina about her experience transitioning from being a full-time professional athlete overseas, as we mentioned earlier, to back into the States and learning how to become a self-sufficient adult that's not being a full-time athlete. Tell us more about that transition. Was it hard? Was it easy? What did you need to think about? What are the transferable skills that stood out to you? Yeah, Lucy, so a lot of it was helpful with just the life coaching of when you strip away the athletics, what is left with Tina? What makes Tina up? And a lot of times I couldn't think of that. I'm like, well, all I am is an athlete. I identify as an athlete. And so being able to dig deeper into that and recognizing that there's more value than just my ability to perform. I also think that in my seasons as a college 
volleyball player, my coach was pretty hard on us. And I was the type of athlete that I never took it personally. And I think as females, we are, you know, more emotional. We, a lot of times we will take it personally. And uh, some of my teammates struggled with that. Whereas I looked at it as he's not yelling at me personally, he's yelling at me to do my job. Like I'm really honestly paid here. I have a scholarship to do so. And so being able to kind of let that slide down my back um, was helpful to not identify myself through my sport. Um, So I think that that gave me a little bit of a leg up and just looking at other ways to find a new identity. What else is there? Um, What else is out there? And just being open to uh, trying other avenues with it. You know, our very first guest uh, uh, of our series uh, was the former Brooklyn Dodger player, Carl Erskine. And he talked about the fact that when he retired from playing in 1959, he wanted to get away from the sport almost completely so that people would not know him as having been an elite major league ball player. Uh, And yet he stayed in coaching to some extent while doing other things as well. As you look down the road a ways, uh, are there aspects of of your life as you look forward where you say, I want to be away from athletics? Or do you see the role of athletics for you as a lifelong pursuit in some form or fashion? I could see it as a little bit of both. I think there's, you know, some people that see my success and are probably a little bit more intimidated or, you know, it was easy for her. Um, Like I would never make it professionally, things like that. So being able to have almost a clean slate with the people that I'm trying to help on the fitness realm is helpful. But I also do see that, you know, the fitness side of things, the volleyball side of things did shape me into my ability to be resilient and my ability to work hard. And I do see that those principles that I learned as an athlete definitely guiding me, you know, down the road. Tina, as a life coach, what is something that you feel like you would like to share with those younger athletes who are going through what you've been through right now, something that you wish someone would have told you when you were going through it. I would say to not be so hard on yourself, um, Mm -hmm. to have an open mind to look at every coach that you have as something that you can use for your toolbox. Not every coach is going to be the best, but, and there's not necessarily one person that is the God, if you will, of coaching. And so being able to try different things to be your biggest cheerleader and um, be open to failure and to keep trying to get in and just keep moving forward. You asked me to introduce you as an accountability partner. And of course, I know what that means, but let's share with our listeners. What do you mean by being an accountability partner for someone? So with that, it's somebody that is going to gently nudge you to move the needle towards the direction of your goals um, without judgment. I think a lot of people have confident people in their lives that maybe it's a a sibling or a good friend, but generally they're going to have their own agenda or um, give their own ideas for what they think you should do. Um, It may judge you at times. And so with a coach, our goal is to be neutral, is to listen to what you have to say and more or less help you formulate your own answers. Um, and so I think that that's helpful for people to, to recognize that this is a safe space. They're just here to help me and not necessarily you know, judge me or tell me the way that they think that things should go. On this episode of After the Glory, we have Tina Martin here, a certified CrossFit head coach, registered yoga instructor, owner of Resilient Coaching and Retreats here on After the Glory. Thank you so much for being with us. We are so grateful for your time, energy, and look forward to the progress we make. You obviously know you will be a big part of my life, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Tina. Um, Our producer has been Mark Allen. 
Our recording engineer is Daryl Wayne. We look forward to visiting with all of you next time on After the Glory. 